The following program is a dramatization of actual events. Names have been changed, and the violence has been formatted to fit your radio. Parental guidance is discouraged. Hello? Hey, bud. What's shaking? It's me. Your new bud, Tony. Let's hang out. Whoa, man. That was a, that was a loaded greeting. Um, thanks for calling, but I think I'm just going to hang out at home tonight. My girlfriends, Tammy and Chrissy, and I, we're all heading down to Camp Crystal Skull for the weekend. And we're wondering if you'd like to join us. Camp Crystal Skull? Isn't that the campground where they found the bodies of those teenagers last summer? That's the one! And because of the murders, the camp is totally vacant! We got the whole place to ourselves! Uh, you know, it's believed that the killer is still living somewhere on that campground. The locals say they've seen a seven-foot masked man wandering around the lake at night, brandishing a bloody machete. Are you aware of that? Murder, murder. Are you coming or not? I just picked up some weed, a six-pack of Coors Light. We're going to be maxing and relaxing in no time. <laughs> Wait, who did, who did you just high-five? My girls. I don't know, Tony. I'll think about it. Um, can I call you back? Sure thing, bro. Peace out. Even though I was reluctant to join Tony and his girls, I agreed to go, mostly because I've been so down in the dumps lately. To be honest, I didn't really like Tony that much. Uh, he's a new friend. We met last summer at a beach party, and we have very little in common. But I still hang out with him from time to time because, well, since Ray died, I literally have no friends. Plus, Tony's girlfriends are smoking hot babes. I'm talking primo pieces of ass. And yes, I did say girlfriends, plural. You see, Tony is what they call polyamorous. For those who aren't familiar with the term, allow me to explain. Essentially, polyamory is best defined as relationships for whores, where individuals may have more than one partner. Tony and his girls picked me up in their van the next morning, and we hit the road. Naturally, I brought along my equipment, just in case I encountered anything uncanny or otherworldly. The tape I'm about to play for you was recorded in the van. I must warn you, it's not for the faint of heart. Things took a dark turn very early. We were on our way to camp when Tony said he had to pull over and take a leak. So he pulled over and walked into the woods to pee. I stayed in the van with the girls. Five minutes passed, and we were all beginning to worry about Tony. So I pressed record. Should we go out and look for him? I don't think that's a good idea. Hey, now, what's that thing flying through the air toward us? <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh my god, it's Tony's head! 
Tony's, Tony's head just landed on the hood of the car. Are you guys seeing this? Oh, shit. Shit, shit, shit. We gotta get out of here. Now. Okay, okay. But one of you will have to drive. I've, I've been smoking cocaine, like, all morning. Who the fuck cares, Pete? Just drive. Okay, okay, I'm going. I'm going. Look around. Is there anyone following us? Good. Let's just find a payphone and call for help. There should be one at the campground. God help us. God help us all. We drove for another hour before we reached the abandoned campground. There was a payphone outside, but it was beat to shit. No dial tone. Second place we tried was the office cabin, but that phone didn't work either. It looked as though we were out of luck, and I was just about to get back in the van and start driving back home when Chrissy suggested something more fun. Hey, let's go skinny dipping. Yeah, sounds fun. What? Are you guys kidding? We, we have to drive back home now. We can't stay here. Oh, don't be a chicken. You're not a chicken, are you? Let's all three of us get naked right now. Oh, my stars. Tammy, Chrissy, such exquisite breasts you have. All the better to feed our babies with, my dear. Thanks for noticing. Last one to the lake is a rotten egg. But, wait, what about Tony? (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) As they say, if you can't beat him, skinny dip him. Cannonball! <laughs> oh, I'll catch that. I'll catch it. And so we forgot all about Tony, and we had a really good swim. But if I'm being honest, I spent less time swimming than I did trying to conceal my awkward direction. I admit it was the first time I'd seen a naked woman in real life, which may come as a surprise to some people, but yeah, I have no shame in admitting that I'm a virgin. Oh yes, I was in a relationship with a girl named Jen. She was my first and only girlfriend, and we were together for what? Three, uh, no, four, uh, four days. Yeah, we never actually had sex before she broke up with me, so there it is. That's my deal. That's why I'm so horny all the time. But hey, let's stay on track. Back to the story. After skinny dipping with Chrissy and Tammy, we put on our pajamas and sat around the toasty campfire. It was just starting to get dark. We were starving, so... I brought out the cooler from the van, and we roasted hot dogs and marshmallows, and I told them a few personal ghost stories from the PPC archives. They were coming on to me, I could tell. All three of us were in the mood to get a little wild, so (laughs) we all shared that six-pack of Coors Light, and Chrissy told us a story that made my skin crawl. You guys know the story of Marty the Mangler? Well, it goes like this. Marty used to work here as the janitor, way back in the day when the camp 
first open to the public. Marty was here somewhere in the background, mopping the floors and cleaning the toilets. Marty was a great man and a hard worker, despite the fact that he was retarded. He loved kids, but not in a creepy way. Like, he just loved hanging around them because, well, he was a retard, so he had no friends. And then one day, they were having a barbecue for the kids, you know? Everybody loves a good barbecue. Anyway, the other camp leaders told Marty to keep an eye on the grill, and he did, but, well, Marty didn't know anything about barbecuing, and he started messing around with the gas tank, and then, blammo, the barbecue explodes, and Marty is burned alive. All the kids got scared and ran away to get the adults. They just left poor Marty there burning up, his body covered in charred burgers and hot dogs. The other camp leaders could have saved him if they weren't so busy having oral sex with each other. By the time the paramedics got to him, it was already too late. His heart was burned to a crisp. Marty was dead. But not for long. One year later, on the anniversary of Marty's death, kids started telling the camp counselors all these strange stories about a man hiding in the woods and watching them. They said he was a big man, about seven feet tall, with pink skin and a mask covering his face. A bloody mask, made of charred beef. Later that night, around midnight, Marty the Mangler claimed his first ten victims. It was a total massacre. I'm talking rivers of blood and gut. Six kids and four adults, and he would have slaughtered more that night, but the police came and all the others escaped. One year after that is when a group of hunters found the bodies of those teenagers here, ripped to shreds, the scent of rotten meat lingering in the air. The cops never found the killer, but everybody knows it was Marty. And one year after that is tonight. That's the end of the story. Anyway, I'm going to take a whiz in the dark woods. I'll be right back. Wait, Chrissy. Yeah? Take this microphone with you in case something weird happens. Okay, thanks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is present day P-Schwartz. Here now is the audio tape of what happened when Chrissy wandered into the dark woods alone. This is a good whiz. Uh Uh-oh. Who's there? Oh, shit. It's really you, isn't it? You're Marty the Mangler. No! Please! No! Don't kill me! No! Meanwhile, back at the campfire, Tammy and I are making out, French style. Oh, I'm really horny, babe. Aw, poor baby. I am so, so horny as well. Yeah? Yeah, but, but wait, where's Chrissy? She's been gone a long time, no? No, she's fine. 
I don't think we need to worry about Chrissy. But I do think we should go back to the cabin, finish up this bottle of wine, and have ourselves a little hot lunch, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Hi, this is Pete. It's now 11.30 p.m. I'm here in the cabin with Tammy. And it's looking, it's looking pretty good, I gotta say. I think this is shaping up to be a great night. I'm finally gonna get laid. Tammy is hotter and readier than a Domino's pizza right now, naked in bed, waiting for me. I'm just down here in the kitchen making myself a ham sandwich for afterwards. Oh no. No! Tammy! 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 Tammy, he killed you! I was too late. Tammy was dead. Slain as fuck. Her throat cut from ear to ear. Her eyeballs ripped from the sockets. Her intestines hanging over the side of the bed like a string of sausages. Her fingers and toes severed. Her ears ripped off and stuffed into her open mouth. The blood was so thick. It, well, anyway, you, you get the picture. I ran over to the blood-soaked bed and pulled out my trusty handgun from under the mattress. I locked and loaded. This motherfucker is going down. me and you now, Marty. Any last words, meathead? Oh my god, what, what are you even saying? What is that? Oh, whatever. Say your prayers, mother sucker. Paranormal Chronicles will return after these messages. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. Welcome back, folks. Back to the flaming cabin at Camp Crystal Skull. That's right. I set the whole fucking cabin on fire. I wasn't taking any chances. But the fire didn't cut it, no. The fire, violent as it was, still didn't stop Marty the Mangler. I watched in horror as his burnt corpse trotted toward me. 
I gagged at the foul stench of his rotten, rotten, beefy face mask. Red, glowing eyes that will haunt me forever. And then, the rain came. The storm. The storm would be the thing to save me, I thought, as I carefully picked up a downed power. I ran toward the lake, luring him closer with each muddy step until he was standing in shallow water. I quickly climbed up a huge rock. At exactly the right moment, I dropped the power cord into the water. And then I grabbed a handy axe and chopped off his head. Sequel this, Marty. Of course, I ended up calling the police and the whole thing made the news. And of course, I was the prime suspect for a while, but then, believe it or not, Marty the Mangler struck again. That's another story for another time. Good night, fellow virgins. And remember, we will survive.